Welcome everyone to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host Scotty McCoy and boy do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now Lauren Marie Taylor and she played Vicky in Friday the 13th part two. Hey Vicky how are you doing? Oh Lauren how are you doing? People do that all the time. When I was on the soap opera, people used to call me Stacy all the time. Um, so I'm I'm used to being called, you know, I mean, the only time I worry when somebody calls me by a different name is if my husband at the yeah, wrong time calls me a, a different good point. name. That's a very good point. This is yeah. the second time that happened to me. The first time was with Alex Vincent, who played Andy Barkley in Child's Play. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> so how are you doing, Lauren? I'm super getting ready for Halloween here. Um, as you can tell by the color of my room, um, my black cat, you know, I bring her in at night because she's black hat and yeah, I don't want her making any trouble outside. Uh, just, you know, gearing up, doing some conventions and just doing superb today. Thanks. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm doing great. Um, it's, it's actually funny because the other night, like my dad, my dad passed away, uh, back in August. Oh, I'm um, sorry. He was battling brain cancer for five years, and uh, it, that wasn't even what killed him. He got a blood clot, and it uh, caused a bl- brain bleed in his in his oh. brain, and uh, and um, I guess and that's how he died. But uh, anyways, um, so I haven't been sleeping that good lately. Like I've been uh, like when it first happened, it was more of a shock, so I was sleeping good. But I've been now lately the past week or two, I've been in and out of sleep, and I've been waking up at like two in the morning and emotionally eating and all that. Oh. Anyways, um, I uh, was I was up at two in the morning, uh, was it two nights ago, and I couldn't sleep, and I'm like, well, let's see what's on TV. So I put on Friday the Thirteenth Part Two is on, and I'm like, awesome! I know what I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, I'm glad I could. Uh, I don't know help you in the middle of the night there <laughs> yeah absolutely and i mean i i absolutely i, I love friday the 13th that's my favorite franchise and um i've been looking for you actually for a while um you know just to interview you because i and I, same thing was with uh kathleen kinmon i finally found her and then i found you as well on instagram and i'm like i have to do this but i know when you um when you send a message to somebody it usually goes to that other inbox that's like hidden or whatever sometimes so um, uh, that's when i end up putting a post on one of your uh staff on one of your uh, I guess posts that you had recent I'm like I sent you a message and you answered me and here we are and I'm so happy and excited to make this happen yay <laughs> so yes. much. thank you for having me on too but no, I no love problem. your name slash you. body I just I, I, I love it <laughs> thank you very much I appreciate that so the first question I got for you is how did you get your start into acting Oh, gosh. Um, Well, I was in high school and I was doing high school musicals, not the high school musical, but high school musicals. And one of them was a musical called Oklahoma. And I played the comic relief and the love interest, who was also my brother's girlfriend at the time. Her name was Ali Sheedy. And she had a manager who came to see the show. And after the show, she said, hey, Lauren, you know, my manager wants to meet you. So I met the manager. Uh, she asked me if what I wanted to be when I grew up. I said a veterinarian. And she goes, well, I think you'd be really good in TV commercials. And three weeks later, I was doing all of the commercials for a major um, uh, fast food chain and all their jingles, too. For three years, I did that. That's awesome. That's, so that's how really I got good. my start. Yeah, doing national, national network commercials. That's awesome. So what was your audition like for Friday the 13th Part 2? It was actually pretty easy. Um, the casting director, Marge Simpkin, my cat's lurking under me. <laughs> she's going to jump up and knock everything over as per usual as cats do. <laughs> um, um, uh, so anyway, the casting director had cast me in many commercials. 
So when she was making the transition to be a casting director for movies, Friday the 13th Part 2 came across her desk and the um, description for Vicky was um, nice, all-American, good girl. And of course, you know, who did she think of? So they called up my agent, said, hey, does Lauren want to come in and audition for, you know, a horror movie? And I was like, "Okay, sure, I'll do it. And um, went in, read for her and for Steve Miner. And next day they said, pack your bags. You're going to be going to camp this fall. And I was like, camp in the fall? Really? (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. So obviously your death scene, it was it was kind of off screen, but kind of on screen. It was like a little below the camera, but like, how did they kind of film and prep that scene? And was that your, uh, your body and feet being dragged down the uh, steps and who was dragging you? Uh, that's pretty funny. Um, so they prepped it because it, it wasn't like a big kill, like, um, you know, the bodies of um, Jeff and Sandra, you know, Russell Todd's neck, obviously yeah. Tom McBride's the thing in his yeah. head, like, um, like a uh, uh, Janine Taylor in part one, you know, the whole thing similar to that. Um, uh, so they just did like a little minor latex thing on my leg that went underneath those cargo pants. So, and then they would pump blood through that. And, you know, just to show a little bit of blood. And then I had a blood capsule in my mouth that I had to bite down on when the stabbing goes into what's probably my innards, my heart, my solar plexus, whatever killed me. I don't know. <laughs> and then, yeah, those were my feet being dragged down. Um, my bloody moccasins uh, being dragged down. I don't know how I got myself into that, but uh, I don't know. But it was Jerry Wallace, who was one of the crew members who um, actually popped up out of the bed. And then he was also the one who dragged me gently Believe it or not, it was very gentle, gently awesome. down the steps. Awesome. So uh, Warrington Gillette or uh, Steve Dash, none of them were like they didn't do do any of your scenes or anything. No, no, no. I mean, they were around, obviously, because the stuntman. I mean, he was kind of like the stuntman of everybody. So right. he was around um, a lot, you know, for all those just in case things. And then Warrington was the one uh, who sat in the makeup chair because that was okay. his face i mean he really looks like that telling the truth yeah <laughs> well i hope he does actually um but he's the one he's the one who um went through all the um all the makeup and all that time consuming makeup yeah, yeah. nice nice so um do you have any memorable moments or stories while you were filming friday the 13th part two Oh, gosh. Well, it depends on what kind of stories you want to hear. No, I'm just kidding. I wasn't like that at all. No, I mean, I well, there were a couple of odd things um, that happened. I mean, one of the things that I always questioned to Steve Miner, I said, why is she going upstairs to look for the guy in the wheelchair? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if she just stayed downstairs and went outside to look for him, maybe she'd still be alive or something. Yeah. Um, so I was being kind of a pain in the neck when it came to stuff like that. Um, I couldn't swim. So that's how I wound up on the beach scene with um, with Stu Charnel, Charno and Amy and Tom, nice. uh, because I told myself I can't go in the lake. I'll drown, you know, and come back <laughs> and haunt people years later and drag them down with me. Right. Oh, here's a kitty cat. It'll be Jessica Voorhees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> a new one. Um, uh, but then what the crew would do, uh, because we were filming at the camp where we were staying, the, where we were staying was another camp just up the hill, right? Mm-hmm. So we're filming at night, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we'd be walking back to our cabins at night up this steep hill in the dark, which I was afraid of because I'm a city girl and the city never sleeps. So right. we're walking in the dark up back up to our cabins and the guys are hiding behind the trees, like snapping twigs and making rustling sounds. And then they would start doing 
And, you know, Kirsten and I, we, we you know, we'd walk together a lot because we were pretty chummy. Nice. Um, we'd walk together a lot and we'd be like, ah, you know, running, yeah. you know, up the hill and just getting beaten nice. ass out of there. <laughs> you can curse. Oh, okay. Well, it's not really a curse, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's funny, though. And I remember you did you, you uh, did mention that in the Crystal Lake Memories documentary, and I was hoping you would tell that story. I was, I think that's hilarious. Because you're in a horror, you know, doing a horror movie in the woods, you know, I, I'm guessing it was night, you know, or even during the day, it's still creepy, you know, and there's this killer going around. Like, yeah, it's kind of creepy. So that, that's, that's pretty funny. And that's a typical guy thing to do as well. Very much so. I mean, even when I was unpacking my bags um, in the cabin when we first arrived, um, those guys, they start, they got, everybody got wind of the fact that I was a city girl who didn't get out much, you know, and they would come to the screen and they scratched at the screen window and I just blacked out. I just went boof down. (laughs) I was so scared. Yeah. I face planted on and crumpled into a pile of (laughs) Vickiness. (laughs) <laughs> so what was the best part about filming Friday the 13th part two and what was the worst um oh gosh well the best part is that it I met a lot of really cool people obviously um and worked with very cool people but also um during our downtime um I really just admired um Kirsten Baker and the other girls because they were very um in really terrific condition besides being gorgeous and in good shape mm-hmm. they're really in good condition i was like i said to kirsten i said how do you keep in such amazing shape i mean you know look at that you know the bottom yeah. on her you know i was just and all of them and amy and everything and they were just telling me how athletic they were and how they played tennis and they ran and this and that so i was like well i have nothing to do during the day so i started running right you know and i wound up running and running. I was like Forrest Gump. I just kept running and um, wound up a few years later being one of the top 100 uh, women marathoners in the world. That's awesome. So that's that's something that really, and I don't really talk about that a whole lot. So you're lucky. Oh, Um, I guess I am. Well, congratulations for that because that's amazing. That's really Thank you. Thank you. It's really cool because um, then later on, uh, when I ran one of the marathons, I said to one of the crew guys at ABC, because it was when I was on the soap opera, I said, hey, Jerry, are you going to be at the start at the New York City Marathon this year? And he goes, yeah, 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 I'm always at the start. I said, well, look at me, I'm number 77, which was my ranking. Right. And he's like, yeah, okay, okay, I, I believe that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I'm up on the bridge and like all the famous runners, you know, I won't name them because you probably don't know who they are, but they were all there. And I'm like, I'm freaking out because I'm right next to them. I'm yelling, Jerry, Jerry. And he pans the camera over to look and he went, holy shit. And I said, don't you. So that was kind of cool. Um, the worst thing, I don't even want to talk about this. The worst thing were those brown underwears. <laughs> <laughs> so ugly. And the thing that I didn't get about the um, me and my one good friend, uh, Greg Gilbert, he uh, hosts Python Paradise. He um, he's another podcaster. He's a good friend of mine. Um, it's we always talk about that scene a lot, too, because it's like you're like spraying like, you know, spray down there. And it's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would never I would never do something um, like that anyway, because right. frankly, I gosh, I'm going to disclose something here. You're going to freak out. <laughs> Um, back in the day when I was much younger, um, as a joke, um, a boyfriend and I decided to put, mm-hmm. I think it was scotch on it down okay. there. 
and okay. it burned like hell. Oh my it was, god! It just did. So when Steve Meyer goes, oh, you know, and you know, spray a little bit of perfume. I'm like, no, no, I don't want to spray perfume. And he goes, why not? I said, let me tell you what happened with my high school boyfriend. <laughs> so, yeah, um, so I, I know I can only imagine, and I'm, I mean, it's just it's a silly scene, but it's like, and the funny thing is, like, she thinks she's gonna be getting, you know, sex with you know, Mark, but funny thing, funny enough is he's already dead. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't even worth it. You know, if only right. she knew he was dead. Right. And I feel so bad for Mark because he's in a wheelchair and then he died such a gruesome death. And to add insult to injury, he's rolling down those steps <laughs> and then, and, and he's about to like, you know, have sex and he's just, he's gone. Like, you know, it's, oh, I felt so bad for that character. And speaking of Mark, he's played by uh, Tom McBride. He passed away, sadly. Um, yeah. Do you have any like memorable stories or anything that you like anything? What was it like working with them with Tom McBride? Well, we had known each other from the commercial circuit, mm-hmm. you know, cause he did a lot of TV commercials too. And a lot of times, I don't know, why but we just happened to be paired together mm-hmm. on different projects so it was kind of weird when both of us booked this gig mm-hmm. and we see each other and it's like whoa what are you doing here no what are you doing here so that was kind of funny but I would always um flirt with him because you know <laughs> let's face yeah. it that's what you do you yeah. see the hot guy that you're paired up with you flirt yeah. with him and mm-hmm. because I knew him I knew I wasn't going to get anywhere with that and he right. would just sit there you know with his arms you know beautiful arms and he would just sit there and look at me and say uh lauren i I said i know but a girl can flirt can't she (laughs) he was gay right yeah 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 yeah. i mean i'm perfectly cool with that because i myself i I speak about it publicly on my podcast i'm actually gay myself as well and uh and i i had so much admiration for him because back in the 80s like it wasn't as openly accepted as it is now in the 2020s. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it wasn't as accepted back then. So, and he, he was a model, you know, an actor and he did amazing in Friday the 13th part two to begin with. Like I, I actually, and I don't know how true this is, but in the uh, NES game of Friday the 13th, um, there's a character named Mark. And I always say it was based after him. I always say that. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I always say that. But I, I, I mean, I wish I could have met or uh, interviewed Tom McBride as well. He seemed like he was a nice guy. Um, yeah. and, I, and I'm glad that he was able to do this movie because uh, I think this movie is absolutely one of the better films of the franchise. It really oh, is an amazing, amazing cast. Of oh, course. Thanks. Of course. And I mean, what is there to be with that with the movie, you know, especially how good it could be without its director it was, it was done by Steve Miner. Uh, so how yeah. was he as a director? He was very good. He, um, you know, we had this whole thing going on on the set. Uh, he wore, he and one of the producers, they always had those um, Izod Lacoste shirts, you know, the ones that have the little alligator on yep. them. Yep. So everywhere you look, like on the side of the camera, he would have an alligator, you know, yes. cut out uh, from an ad. Everywhere there were alligators. Um, awesome. So it was kind of the branding of Steve Miner, I guess it is. But yes. he, it's funny because he was very sweet. He was very nice. Uh, but he was also a director. And right. he was very, you know, he had, um, you know, a budget, mm-hmm. you know, a time frame in which we had the cabins to work in yeah, and yeah. a bunch of young people. And it's like he had to get it done. He didn't rush yeah. us or mm-hmm. um, get obnoxious or anything yeah. like that. But he made sure that we stuck to our schedule and, and did what did our work. Yeah. Absolutely. And everybody was always around on set. I mean, the crew was right. it's not like crews now where there are just hundreds of people. Right. It was bare bones. You know, we had one makeup artist, you know, a couple of right. prop guys, you know, grips, the sound guy, you know, just very um, 
1980s, very simple. And even if we weren't filming a scene or even if you weren't needed, you know, if it was somebody who wasn't needed that day, like right. a hair person, you know, if you're just lying in bed dead, they don't need, need hair <laughs> or makeup on you. Right. Um, they would come and hang out anyway nice. because we were all staying there. So we, I have pictures of just the crew hanging around nice. Packenack Lodge, um, just sitting around trying to stay warm. <laughs> <laughs> so when you uh, first saw the script of the, of the movie, when you first got the script, what were your initial thoughts of this film? Oh, I, well, it's weird because simultaneous with that, they had a showing of part right. one, mm-hmm. which was not part one. It was just Friday the 13th. Right. So um, I remember going home to my, uh, my mother and I said, I wonder if they really kill people. I said, what? What? legal? And I said, well, what if this is a snuff film? <laughs> when I got my script, of course, I'm looking through and going, how do I die? How do I die? How do I, how do I survive this? Because I was freaking out. That's why all the noises at the camp that the guys were doing to us, yep. I'm thinking in my head, what if, what if they decide, you know what, let's really kill them. Nobody will miss them. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, and also the movie yeah. was called Jason on the cover of our script. Well, nice. Jason. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. So this the, obviously is the second movie. It's the first sequel. And, uh, there was no franchise at the time. I mean, mm-hmm. did you, did you guys think this would be something that everybody would be talking about 30, 40 years later? Oh no, not, not in a million years. I, you know, it just wasn't the, one of those things. It was right. It, it was to uh, most of us. Uh, it was just a gig, you right. know, it was just a job. I imagine yeah. uh, people from maybe part three or maybe even later probably yeah. think, well, we're part of this franchise. How cool is that? But we had absolutely no idea. We just right. thought, you know, we're yep. doing a gig. Oh, here comes yep. the other cat. And I've got two cats in here. When I was uh, when I interviewed Stu Charno, uh, he said that it was he did it because of the money, and he said it wasn't because I didn't love the franchise. He said, but it wasn't a franchise. Yeah, like it really it, wasn't a franchise. It was it was a job. I needed to pay, you know, make money. I needed to live. I needed to eat. I needed to, you know, support my family. So, you know, I was doing a, I was doing a job. I'm an actor, and I I'm like I respect that. I mean, I mean, what was there to love? There wasn't even a Jason until this movie, and I mean, it wasn't even a hockey mask Jason yet. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, I actually have a sack back here. Nice. My. That's awesome. Put it on, you know. That's so awesome. That is so awesome. But it's it's true. Um, you know, you know, you mentioned earlier about how I uh, booked the gig and all that stuff. Um, you know, I I was doing very well uh, out of the gates with uh, Mm -hmm. doing the national commercials. So when I booked the gig, you know, of course I had the same manager. I had to book out of my commercial life for that six weeks amount of time and. There's a scene where there's one scene in the beginning of the movie where everybody's running. And the reason why I'm not in that scene is because I had to go back to New York City, film a commercial and then come back to the camp. Oh, my gosh. That is crazy. Oh, my God. So. um, So there's a this controversy controversy as to who the real Jason Voorhees is in this film. Steve Nash, (laughs) Warrington Gillette, which one did the bulk of the work? Which one is the the Jason Voorhees? In your opinion, who do you believe is the true Jason? Oh, boy, am I going to get in trouble with people here? Oh, no. Okay, I okay. here's my disclaimer. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Um, I will say because I was there when he was being fitted with the latex face. Mm-hmm. 
I was there when he was doing the makeup. I've got my photo album over here too. I took my own, actually I posted one on Instagram today from my own camera. I posted pictures of the makeup process. And I think because of that, because of the makeup process, because mm -hmm. it's his face that they form it from, right. you know, from Warrington's face and they just, you know, warp pieces mm -hmm. of it because of that. To me, Warrington is my Jason. Awesome. Um, Steve Dash, of course, you know, he's a stuntman and a lot of other Jasons yep. were stuntmen too, because yeah. they have to do so much physical work. So yep. I think after part two, they realized, Hey, we can't have a guy who is not a certified right. in the union stunt guy doing this mm -hmm. stuff because they're going to get hurt. Exactly. And I, yeah. So I think, um, hi Luna. It's one of the cats. <laughs> I think, uh, part two, uh, uh, changed yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's a very, very good point as well. Oh, she is so cute. Yes, she is. She's chunk. She's she literally is. Oh, she's so adorable. I love her. I love yeah. her. Oh, she's scratching. That wasn't gas. She was scratching. <laughs> um, yeah, it's actually that's my daughter's cat. Her boyfriend is uh -huh. a little cat. So oh. <laughs> so cute. So the last question I got for you is, um, do you have any other projects in the works or social media accounts or websites that you would like to plug to the listening and viewing audiences as well as any convention appearances that you are have coming up? Well, I actually do have a big project coming up, but I yeah. my lips are sealed at the right. moment. It's is um, it a film project? No. Okay. No. Okay. It's, look at me looking so secretive, like a cat or something like that. <laughs> uh, no, 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 okay. it's not. Um, it's another project and okay. you'll be one of the first to know about it, Okay. Uh, but it's in process right now. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just in process and then yep. it, it's exciting. Nice. Um, just let me know what it is and I will promote it whenever you want me to promote it. Um, okay, and of thanks. course, uh, you can promote your, any of your social media as well, where people can find out about it too then. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm just Lauren Marie Taylor with the number one behind it on Instagram. I have a Facebook account, but I never go on Facebook because I just, I don't know. I, okay. I forgot my password. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but seriously, I mostly go on Instagram and post stuff and any announcements. <laughs> Sorry, cat. Again. Oh, so cute. Like having a baby. Ow, now he's <laughs> sitting on me and I'm wearing shorts. So yeah, people can find me on Instagram and that's when I'll um, um, announce uh, awesome. the project that's, that's uh, coming up. Yeah. Awesome. I will definitely oh, promote it. Yeah, and I'm on, uh, going to Las Vegas to Days of the Dead. So if they want to go to the Days of the Dead website, okay. it'll show upcoming appearances because I think and I have one in October coming up and it hasn't been, the next one hasn't been announced yet. Okay. <laughs> so, but I always go and I usually post it in my, um, you know, in my profile section. Right. Instagram, but absolutely. Yeah. So definitely check out Lauren's uh, Instagram. And uh, when you check that out, you can see anything that she has coming up and what's going on. And of course you can come to my, uh, my social media as well. And I will promote anything that Lauren's got going on because I am not, I am like a huge fan of yours. So I'm like really excited about, about what wow. this product is. I can't wait to see what it is. Thank you. Um, thank you. It's, it's yeah. been about six months in my brain in the making. Yeah. Um, yeah. But now I'm, I actually finally, sat down um nice. and planned it like the final plan for it yeah absolutely <laughs> sounds like a plan <laughs> i yeah. can't wait to see this um but i thank you so much lauren for joining me this has been truly an honor for me thank you thank you for having me you're really good thank and you. you're really nice and thank yeah. you well thank yeah. you very much i truly appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> you have a great rest of your day
Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye.